welcome angry faithful we are now going to talk on about uh richard speck for Psychos oh hey for those of you yes there we go i was i don't know why i don't know why i just blanked out the entire because normally like, you start out with the welcome to psychos and sociopaths and yeah like, i just bra, bra, bra. Yeah. i know i was like it's like everything just went d d it's like that squirrel is like, we're going fast, we're going fast. And it just realized it's like, wait a minute, what, what are we doing again? And it just stopped mid-sentence. Yeah, it was an epic fail. Yeah, it was an epic fail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you and your soundboard. <laughs> Anyways, this guy was a piece of work. I was watching, I was, uh, I was trying to get the uh, research done really fast because this is like, really spot on we we both well i've been busy a lot uh but i had to tear down a fence and i had to get get everything ready i had to get a well in full disclosure dude i i i uh i completely forgot oh really when you were like hey you know well you want to do this in like 30 minutes and i'm like i am literally getting you know putting on some like normal clothes so i could run to walmart and it, it, it inevitably always, always, always happens. I went in there for the sole purpose of just getting some damn Skittles to refill my jelly bean jar with because, you know, I got a sweet tooth, right? Yeah. I walked out $74 later. That's an expensive fucking bag of Skittles. Well, yeah. Did you even buy the Skittles? Yes, I did. Okay. Because I go in there, it's like, I got to get this, and I don't even get that, but I get other stuff. But anyways, Richard Speck, he was born uh, December 6th, 1941, and if anybody knows what happened on December 7th, it was the attack of Pearl Harbor. Uh, that we celebrated Speck, the 80th anniversary of yesterday. yesterday. So, so for those of you keeping score at home, the date that this episode is being recorded on is the 8th of December in the year of our Lord, 2021. Yeah. Uh, and in an interview, he said... See, I can he, say that because apparently I'm wicked smart. So there you go. Just because you got the shirt. doesn't. Yeah. Matter. You know what? Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Just because I didn't... At least I walked on the campus. <laughs> i went to harvard yeah i know you went you took a field oh, trip there I, I went i went to harvard I, I, I went to a class i got i went to a I class i will cut you i will cut you dude i dated a fin uh, i i ended up uh, marrying a filipino woman you can't scare me to death i bring it on i just i welcome death glad i got to i'll just skin your arms and just rub salt and tabasco sauce in there and right, anyways i'm gonna sew your asshole shut and then i'm just gonna keep feeding you i'm already full of shit you didn't see that see, one coming, ladies did and you? gentlemen ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it is incredibly hard to bag on somebody who sell who who is a uh the holder yep. of a doctorate 
in the art of self-deprecation because there's only so many other places that you can go and most of those cross a line. Then it cross any kind of line. Oh, it does. That I'm full of shit. I mean, no, trying knows. to find an angle to make you feel bad, worse, or, you know, to get in an insult without you trying to retort with something whimsical. They're oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I can do better than you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, retrospect. Um, what's really sad is he, he actually started, his life actually started out good. Uh, his dad was one of those fathers that every Sunday he wanted to get him out of uh, get get out of the house, go fishing and everything, and took his uh, son out fishing. And he actually remembers those times as being one of the best times. And eventually, it got to the point after he uh, his father died, mm-hmm. and his mom remarried a, a, a door-to-door salesman and finally moved down, down to Dallas because the door-to-door salesman uh, father was uh, a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, basically, he was, uh, I think, fraudulent checks. He did a lot of fraud. It didn't. It didn't say specifically what fraud, but he did a lot of fraud. I guess it. I mean, the most things back then was like fraud checks. Mm-hmm. But he hated. He hated Richard. Treated him like a piece of shit. His mother, being the, the supposedly saint, uh, whenever Richard go to uh, would get uh, get arrested and everything, she'd bail him out. He he always a, a, after the harshness of the his childhood, he he kind of forgave her and ended up just saying, "Hey, uh, she's a saint to me now," because he she kept on kept on bailing him out. I think I remember this case. Yeah, eight eight student nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this is what Richard's known for. And we'll get uh, on the prosecution and everything after that. At 11 p.m. on on uh, July 13th, 1966, Speck broke into the, uh, the 2319 East 100th St. Townhouse. In Chicago. Yes, I remember this one. Because he did this all in one night. Uh, The townhouse was functioning as a dormitory for student nurses. He entered and used only a knife killing Gloria uh, Debbie, Patricia Maskett, Nina Joe Schmel. I'm probably butchering the holy hell out of these names. Uh, Pamela Winkin, Susan Ferris, Mary Ann Jordan, uh, Marilita Grotto, uh, Valentine Passion, uh, Speck, who later claimed he was both drunk and high on drugs, may have originally planned to commit a uh, routine burglary 
Speck held the women in a room for hours, leading them out, out one by one, stabbing them or strangling them to death. Then finally raping and uh, strangling his last victim, 22-year-old Gloria Davy. Uh, initially, of uh, between 20 and 30 minutes elapsed between each murder. God. Uh, one woman. Oh, I, I cannot say that name. Carzona or Mornia? Carzon Amor, uh, Amorio. Amorio. Escaped death because yeah. she she crawled and hid under uh, under a bed while Speck was uh, out of the room. <clears throat> Speck possibly lost count or might have known uh, known eight women lived in the townhouse, but was unaware that the ninth woman was spending the night. <clears throat> Fingerprints found at the scene were matched to Speck. Uh, two days after the murder, Speck was identified by drifter named uh, Claude Lutzfer Ford. Mm -hmm. Speck, mm -hmm. Lucifer, and another man had been drinking the evening of July 15th on a fire escape in the Star Hotel at 617 West Manson. On July 16th, Lungford recognized a sketch of the murderer in the evening paper and phone in the police at 9 p.m. After that, it was basically the the trial for this. And what was a lot of stuff that was uh, doing a little bit of research on this, Spec, uh, as soon as he, like, like, 15, that's when it drawn out because he started smoking pot, not mm -hmm. saying pot's bad. But he ended up doing other drugs, uh, started uh, more or less, he, he ended up having sex with a lot of hookers or easy women. That was that was his thing. He he didn't want to try too hard yeah. uh, to get anybody. And he felt that anybody that if it took two words to get to them, he didn't want. So that was his thing he finally he he actually eventually uh settled tried to settle down with a woman that he got pregnant uh and after he got into prison he he ended up going to prison in dallas coming out he was like changed he wanted to do the crime life he wanted to have the uh, big crime life right and he he literally told his wife that was and this wasn't even she hasn't even give birth to her uh to the kid literally said that he would come home uh he would park his car in the front yard make out with another chick knew that she was watching and that was how he got his rocks off and then drive off to get his rocks fully off yeah guys are just a piece of shit no, it sounds like it. Yeah, even even the prosecutor uh, was saying that uh, if he didn't have a knife or a gun, and if he mm -hmm. took those away from him, he was a coward. All he all he did was a lot of petty uh, burglar uh, burglary. Is that? Did I say that burglar right? burglar. You know that word's hard for me to say too. Yeah. 
but he was supposed to go on death row but he ended up going get uh getting commuted to 400 year 400 years to uh 1200 years right so he is there's a lot of uh prison videos of spec for interviews uh and but in may 1996 chicago television news anchor bill kurtz received a videotape uh made at the stateville correctional center in 1988 from an anonymous attorney showing them uh probably for the first time before Illinois, uh, Illinois state legislature, uh, man, legislature. Yeah. Kurt pointed out, uh, the explicit sex scenes, drug use and money being passed around by prisoners who seemingly had no fear of being caught, uh, in the center spec, uh, performed oral sex on another inmate, sharing a large quantity of cocaine with another inmate. Mm-hmm. Wow parading in silk panning, sporting female-like breasts, allegedly grown using smug, uh, smuggled hormone treatments, and boasting, if they only knew how much fun I'm having, they would turn me loose. The Illinois legislator uh, packed the auditorium to view the two-hour view video, but stopped this, uh, this screening when the tape showed Speck performing oral sets on another man. Uh, from behind the camera a prisoner aspect if he was uh if he had killed a nurse speck responded i sure did when asked why speck struggled and jumping said i just wanted the uh i just it just wasn't their night asked how he felt about himself in the years since he said like i always felt had no feeling if you're if you are asking me if I felt sorry, no. He also described in detail the experience of strang- strangling someone. It's not like t- uh, TV. It takes over three minutes, and you have and you have to have a lot of strength. So he 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 didn't care. He didn't. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it just. see i mean there's just so many i mean there's a lot of stuff here on this one um like he was initially sentenced to death um but then there was something here about it getting reversed uh because more than 250 potential jurors were unconstitutionally excluded from his jury because of their conscientious or religious beliefs against capital punishment the case was remanded back to the supreme court for resentencing and on june 29th of 1972 in Furman versus georgia the supreme court declared the death penalty unconstitutional so the illinois supreme court's only option was to order speck resentenced to prison by the original cook county court and on november 21st of 1972 in peoria Judge Richard Fitzgerald resentenced Speck from 400 to 1,200 years in prison, eight consecutive life sentences of 50 to 100 years. <gasps> he was denied parole in seven minutes at his first parole hearing on September 15th of 76, 
We've had six subsequent hearings in 77, 78, 81, 84, 87, and 90. Um, while incarcerated at the Stateville Correctional Center in uh, Crest Hill, Illinois, Speck was given the nickname Birdman after the film Birdman of Alcatraz because he kept a pair of sparrows that flew into his, his cell. He was described as a loner who kept a stamp collection and enjoyed listening to music. His contacts were the warden. In, uh, uh, his contacts with the warden, warden included requests for new shirts, a radio, and other mundane items. The warden merely described him as a big nothing doing time. Speck was not a model prisoner. He was often caught with drugs or distilled moonshine. Punishment for such infractions never stopped him. How am I going to get in trouble? I'm here for 1,200 years. Yeah, that's like the kid gets sent to his room and then he he closes the door and then plays with that little uh, door stopper thing. You know, little spring thing. I did that. Yeah, right. Um, You didn't do that. I said, yeah, right. Like I was agreeing with you. Let me (laughs) me play you the song of my people. Thanks for participating, David. Um, Speck loathed reporters and granted only one press interview in 78 to the Chicago Tribune columnist Bob Green. During that interview, he publicly confessed to the murders for the first time and said he thought he would get out of prison between now and the year 2000, at which time he hoped to run his own grocery store business. When Green asked him if he compared himself to celebrity killers like Don Dillinger, he replied, me, I'm not like Dillinger or anybody else. I'm freakish. Speck stated that at the time of the killings, he had no feelings, but things had changed. He had no feelings at all that night. They said that there was blood all over the place. I can't remember. It felt like nothing. I'm sorry as hell for those girls and their families. And for me, if I had to do it all over again, it'd be a simple house burglary. See, look at that. I said that. Um, His final thought for the American people was just tell them to keep up their hatred for me. I know it keeps up their morale and I don't know what I'd do without it. Um, let me see here. Uh, May 96, Chicago television news anchor Bill Curtis received videotapes made at Stateville Correctional Center in, ni- in 1988 from an anonymous attorney, showing them publicly for the first time before the Illinois State Legislature. Curtis pointed out that the explicit scene, okay, yeah, so that's what you were talking about with the prison video? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, shortly before December 5th of 1991, he was transported from Stateville Correctional Center to the Silver Cross Hospital in Joliet, Illinois, after complaining of severe chest pains. He later died in, in the early morning hours of December 5th of what was to believe to be a heart attack, one day shy of what would have been his 50th birthday. Coroner stated that Speck had an enlarged heart, emphysema, and clogged arteries, most of which, uh, which most likely contributed to his fatal heart attack. Well, no shit. Uh, His sister feared that his grave would be desecrated, so he does not have an identified physical resting place. Speck was cremated, and his ashes were scattered in a secret location in the Joliet area. Oh, that's so nice of the family, I guess. Right? There's a 1967 film called Violated Angels. It's a fictionalized version of Speck's murder murder spree set in Japan. I'm mildly interested in watching that now. Yeah, me too. Um... Then there's one in 76 called Naked Massacre, but this one's set in Northern Ireland. 
uh, da, 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 the 2002 film Spec portrays Speck's murders from his perspective. And in 07, the Chicago Massacre, Richard Speck also portrays his crimes. Uh, let's see here. Television, uh, Discovery, or Investigation Discovery, A Crime to Remember. And then Episode 9, Season 1 of the 2017 series. That's Line where I Hunter. remember it from. Yep. Uh, Great Crimes and Trials of the 20th Century was a series commissioned by the BBC. Yeah, and then there's just a, I mean, there's a ton of references and footnotes and all that kind of good. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, the guy just, like you said, he, you know, like you said, he didn't care. Yeah, I mean, he really didn't care. I mean, he didn't have a whole lot going on for him. His family was a shambles, and he just decided to say screw it one day. From well, the sound I of think it. he said said screw it like when he was fifteen. Yeah, well, like I mean, said, that's when day. he started doing the burglary. He got a switchblade, which helped. Look him at out you! You said it too. Look at that! I feel like we're growing. I know, I know. One of these days, we're going to be big men, child. <laughs> pigman child putting off that big dick energy or medium dick energy yeah but yeah this guy was piece of shit yeah well the inspiration for tonight's episode came courtesy of my father who overheard me having a phone conversation and the six his head in the door and says hey why don't you do uh richard speck i'm like Okay, so I looked it up, and then I shot you the link, and here we are. Yeah. Have you, have you uh, been keeping up with the stuff with uh, Alec Baldwin? Uh, I know that he and his wife deleted their Twitter accounts today after finding out that they uh, their, their names were in the black book. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Was it? I believe so. Let me double check because somebody mentioned his name at the uh I think the, the trial today. There we go. All right. Scroll down to the these here Alec Baldwin hmm yeah I with think, a 212 think, and a 515 area code I think the reason why that, that would make sense how did I not see his name the first time when we did that episode I don't know we we had that list was extensive. We were yeah, like, yeah. we were and we were skimming. <laughs> it really was a lot. I mean, if you think about it, she uh, the person that he shot was supposed to do a doc. That conspiracy is looking a little bit more uh, plausible now. Yeah, because uh, he was contacted by the Clinton camp, and they said, "If you don't do this, your career is over." Yeah. <sighs> And or no, you know what it was is that they told him if you do this for us, 
we'll make sure that your name doesn't ever get out yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. she was she was doing that documentary about hollywood pedophiles that was that was a whole uh conspiracy of it is uh uh reason why it accidentally happened mm-hmm. was because of she was doing a documentary for uh hollywood pedophiles yeah i mean that fucking makes sense now but no i think he deleted his twitter account because of the uh gun mishap because he said on an interview and i can't believe he fucking it, the gun that he used was a colt 45 yes it's a it's a it's a double action colt 45 single action. require it's a single action that's right but it requires a you trigger pull. pull the no you have to yeah we well, got to pull hammer. the hammer back and then you have to have yeah to but he said back. he never pulled the trigger yeah and there have been so many gun gun experts so many gun owners gun owners of that particular weapon even the dukes of hazard yeah uh, um um john uh man i just i sent it everybody holy crap yeah hold on uh john's or john snyder yeah right yeah, he did like a seven-minute video uh, of how that gun works. Yeah, and yeah, and there were and he even talked about the cowboy load. He didn't know about he didn't know to call it a cowboy load. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, John Snyder. Yeah, that's right. John Snyder, dude, is the. I mean, the guy is amazingly conservative. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, bro. You know, it's you know, it's weird. I don't know if the documentary that he did, uh, he had done on himself, uh, puts it in, but he 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 was an alcoholic, very alcoholic, uh, and he switched to Christianity, uh, to save uh save himself. And you know who helped him out with that? Johnny Cash. You know what? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. Um, because Johnny Cash and his wife. website. Because uh, John Snyder had a he has a recording studio. Um, yeah, he's also a scene, singer. Right. Um, they had a fire, and uh, they lost a lot of stuff, and so it really kind of put him back. So he on his um, and I. I'm going to try to get some, I'm going to try to get something from there after the first of the year, but he's offering a, I mean, he put up a list, the sale of a lot of their merchandise. Like they're trying to move it out because now they don't have anywhere to store it. Yeah. And Cause he plus, got rid of his, uh, 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 general Lee. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he no, still no. owns his general Lee. I thought he, no, he, he, he auctioned it off for a charity. He auctioned off a, General oh, okay. Lee replica but one of the original general lees that were re- that survived the the sh- the series he has oh, okay yeah i can't remember who it was that 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 rebuilt it and restored it but uh they 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 restored one of the original general or one of the original challengers from the show because <laughs> I, <laughs> dodge built so many challengers for the show and they were all base models so what happened cbs went in there and they bought like i don't know, like 70 of these cars 
Mm-hmm. And every time that one would make a jump, if it didn't, if it didn't break the frame, it just trashed the car in other places. And so they're having to piecemeal cars together that, Hey, you know, we can straighten out this frame for this shot. And I mean, they, and sometimes the cars didn't even have proper paint jobs on them. Well, what's really, what's even funnier than that is the fact that because of that show, you cannot, it's almost impossible to get original parts for that car because of that show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, they were literally scrounging around just to get uh, parts at the last of the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Then they finally got the wise idea. Hey, how about we just do a, uh, we use film from the other jumps and just put it in the show mm-hmm yeah well that's like with the uh the the deloreans the time machines for the back to the future series or franchise yeah there were seven original deloreans um i think there's only like three of them left and one of them is a cage car that they used for the close-ups on the of the windshield mm, like it's okay. not even a whole car yeah but they did they they found one uh, I was trying to think here. No, what they did because there was like a Discovery uh, Plus show mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Josh Gates. It was amazing, dude. Like watch the whole thing. They went. And they were trying to find one of the original DeLoreans to have it restored as a time machine, and they were going to donate it to Michael J. Fox to auction off for his foundation. And they had everybody from the movies coming back, right? I mean, Leah Thompson. And and I'm I'm not ashamed to admit this, dude. When I was growing up as a kid, I had the Leah Thompson was my celebrity crush. She, Hands down. Between Howard the Duck, the Back to the Future movies, Space oh, Camp. Oh yeah, okay. Bro, thinking of the yeah. other person. And then Caroline in the City. As I'm a young adult, I'm like, oh, dude, Leah Thompson, totally where it was at. Yeah, she was one of my celebrity crushes too. No, she was the celebrity crush for me. I'm like, no, you know, you know, you know who was actually uh, like hardcore my celebrity crush? The chick that played uh, Lily in uh, Legend. Okay, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, no, for me, it was totally, totally Leah Thompson, dude. Like absolutely hands down Leah Thompson all day, every day. I mean, I mean, enough enough to make you want to think about that that David Lee Roth promo that he did for MTV. It was like all day, all night. I want my MTV, you know, but I'm like, I want my Leah Thompson. You know? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I watched Space Camp and Howard the Duck and, and, and I dude, I watched those movies so many times back to the future so many times and yeah the storyline for back to the future was great and the special effects at the time were amazing but dude it for me leah thompson in a poodle skirt bro yeah yeah absolutely i ain't gonna lie i'm just saying anyway um how did we get on that subject? Oh, we're talking about the DeLorean. So yeah, so they went through and Christopher Lloyd and Josh Gates, they were going through and they were, they were 
going bouncing all over the country and they find they were finding original DeLoreans that were built for the movie. And then they found the one that was donated to Universal Studios out in Florida. And uh it was scheduled to be re-restored and retained by Universal Studios. So what did they do? They went out and uh they bought, they found a barn find, like a DeLorean an original DeLorean in somebody's barn and they bought it from them. And you can go right there's there's a couple of different places in the country where they build movie accurate time machines. Yeah. And so to and, and so they found one they took took the DeLorean and everything. They're like, "Well, when do you need this?" And they're like, "In a week." And they're like, "Oh, that's going to be tough." So they contacted the original designer of the time machine from the Back to the Future movies. He came in, took them to this, uh, took Josh Gates and, and, and Christopher Lloyd to uh, this, this junkyard for, this, for, for like this Hollywood junkyard, right? Where it's like, it's legitimate junk, you know, like old rocket parts. And I mean, just, just wires and boards and all this other kind of sh- craziness, right? They recreated an entire, to include the time circuits, right? An entire DeLorean. That was so accurate that there was like little things in there that most of the super fans and collectors did not know. Right. Hmm. The only thing they were missing was a flux capacitor. So they, oh, you can get that. at. at uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I know. But no, that, that, that's a USB charger for your phone. But so they, they, they found the right kind of avionic wire to recreate the flux capacitor. Right. Well, Josh Gates goes to like start the car. And he accidentally breaks the glass and breaks one of the wires of the flex capacitor. So now they're like scrambling and they're like, oh, God, I screwed this up. Lloyd Bridges donated the flex capacitor from the movie that he caught from the set to this car. And so they took the car, they took it all the way out to New York City, and they, they got a hold of Michael J. Fox. And they said, hey, you need to meet us at this theater where you're going to be holding this charity event and uh so michael comes out and and of course josh gates is freaking out because he's like a huge back to the future fan right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and then um yeah yeah o'reilly auto parts yeah it's 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 part number two point uh two two point four g yeah yeah um or what is it one point four gigawatts so it's like 1.4 g it's just the part number anyways yeah um so they they pull the curtains back and everything like that he's like oh my god is this one of the original deloreans they're like no but this is a recreation but it's got a lot of the original movie stuff in it right and so they told him the story of the, the how they got it built and everything like that and then they pulled they opened the door and let michael sit in there and uh that's when Christopher Lloyd pointed out, he goes, that is the original flux capacitor that I got to keep from the movie. Cause a lot of actors, when they go and they, they, they act in a movie, they get to keep a prop or something from that movie. Right. Yeah. Like, um, Leah Thompson, got the, uh, the suit. Le- Leah Thompson kept her prom dress from the original oh, movie. Really? Yeah. She goes, of course it doesn't fit anymore. And do, uh, let me tell you, Leah Thompson in, 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 in today she aged 
very well. I'm, I'm just, she aged very, very well. It's not those hope goggles, right? What goggles? You know, you, you, no matter how ugly the person gets, you still, you still hope for that person. You like, no, okay. No, it's got no. That's there's absolutely nothing to do with that at all. I, I don't. I don't know where you're coming. Where where you're going with this? Why am I hearing a ton of reverb? I don't know. Is that is that better? Or no? That's almost all the way down. See, yeah. Now you can hear me. Um, I don't know. Does that sound better? Right there. Eh, she's not Maybe. bad. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my sound. Can you hear that? Uh, it's perfectly fine for me. Okay, all right, fine. Yeah, she's but not you bad. You can hear it when I turn the reverb up, right? <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> I wonder what happens with the sounds. Hold on, dude. She's she she looks good for a sixty year old. Hold on, I want to hear something here. No, okay, it doesn't sound any different with reverb. Anyway, so um, yeah. Yeah, but Leah Thompson, empirically, she is she is she is one of the uh, classier. I don't know. Anyways, I digress. I'm fawning and I'm an engaged man. I need to shut up. Anyways, <laughs> um, um, I guess that's it for this episode. Yeah. And our next episode, we are, uh, I'm, I'm going to need to talk to you after the show, but uh, we are going to do Army Navy game. We're not going to do it at my brother in law's house. We're not going to do the film or anything, but Sunday, we're going to talk about it. Even though it's not going to be for the sports shirt, it's going to uh, be for what the hell. But we're going to talk about that and probably talk, uh, talk about the new uh, Halo that came out this week. Yeah, because uh, I really, I really want to get with you and get up on Xbox, and we should. Uh, I want to, I want to play that on Xbox with us because I can, uh, I can still do I the PvP. What I understand, do not quote me yet. Here, hold on. Uh, somebody had said I've seen it out there a couple of times that Halo Infinite does not support co-op campaigns and besides you that you can't we can't do the campaign but we can do pvp i haven't even installed it yet man i haven't even installed it on mine either that's one i after this i gotta i'm gonna go and then uh install it on my uh xbox all right so they they uh let me see here hello infinite co-op campaign release date and how to or how to play in more. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so there is going to be a co-op campaign, but that release date has been pushed back to May 2022. At the earliest, to fall in line with the release of the game's multiplayer season two. So there is a purpose behind it. Um, all we know for now is that developer 343 Industries plans to share more about Season 2, Campaign Co-op, and Forge Mode in January of 22. Whether or not we'll be able to get a confirmed release date for Co-op Campaign at that point remains to be seen. Um, 
And I think a big part of that is because one, they want to make sure that all the bugs are worked out of it Two, because there is cross-platform playing enabled for this game, i.e. PC and console. Um, there's still a lot of like glitches and bugs to kind of work out a little bit. Yeah. Cause I had that a lot when, when I was playing uh Warzone. Yeah. And there's even a lot of console players now that are asking for cross platform to be turned off on the PVP just simply because the fact that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the PC players that installed the multiplayer beta went in to the, to the code and started uh, figuring out hacks. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, seriously, come on. Your life sucks that bad that you got to cheat at a video game. Yeah. Just to make yourself feel better. I don't get it. But anyways. But yeah. That's I'm, I'm generally, I'm not going to install this game until tomorrow. Um, because I got my boys tomorrow night yeah. and I bought two copies of this game. One for me, one for them. Um, so, but yeah, I, I'm I'm going to tear it up on that campaign. And then once you know, once they release the co-op campaign, I, I generally, I, I, I try, I've done the co-op campaign for every Halo game with Colin. And this is not going to be, this is, this is no exception, but we just have to wait for them to turn that feature on. So, yeah. But that's the end of this episode of Psychos and Sociopaths. We did it over Richard Speck. And thank you, Angry Faithful. And good night. Da-da-da.